That's a weird intro. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi. <laughs> now I'm still caught up by the intro thing. Yeah, Why was yeah, it so long? I know. It's so wonky. That's so wonky. But uh, we are we tested out a new intro on our favorite streaming service, StreamYard. StreamYard, <laughs> we love you guys so much um, because we've never had any problems with you. Um, hey, guys. We this is the first episode of a few <clears throat> yeah. a series and it's a needed series. As a matter of fact, shout out to our homie Novella. I remember a while ago she uh, mentioned to us that we should do an episode on biblical manhood, and I was like, okay, I got you. But I don't think it's something that can be done flippantly. No. I think it needs to be handled well, um, and we wanted to make sure that we stretch this out a bit. Um, because there is a lot that lies in the balance when it comes to the conversation of manhood. There's a lot at stake when it comes to the conversation of manhood. There's a lot that's already been attacked when it comes to the conversation of manhood. Um, and I believe that um, the reducing of what manhood actually is, is the catalyst to a lot of things that we're seeing today in society. Um, something I said to the fathers on Father's Day was that you as men are divinely purposed pieces of the puzzle to a healthy society. Mm -hmm. and, and that's true. Um, so we want to talk about manhood today. We are in this first episode. We are just going to um, get you interested in the conversation. Um, we're going to we're going to address the fact that there is a need to uh, have a conversation about manhood and um dive into some topics but not too deeply because we have some other episodes for those things but we are not going to do that alone because we have our boy mr joey mugs with us joey yeah you're back on black and blur dog what's good and all is well man all is well how are you <laughs> we're doing well dog Very good excellent man. so i was just telling the people how this conversation of manhood is not something to be taken lightly um and how we genuinely wanted to take our time with it. You hear, hey, let's have a conversation on manhood. What what comes to mind? <laughs> Does your brain start racing like mine or what? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, what, Dude, uh, you know, I've heard the best answer I've heard, man, is uh, a man is someone who loves God with all their heart, soul, and mind. Mm. Um, right? But in context of where do you hear about it, you don't. I mean, when you hear about it, it's always. If you actually look up uh, femininity and masculinity on Google, it'll tell you a lot just about the way that it's presented up front in the huh. first place. So, kind of interesting. And you'll notice this: uh, the more that you become keen to it, the more you see the attack. Mm. It's sometimes subtle, sometimes brazen, and I think the issue is is we act like they're disassociated, but it's the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about? Manhood. What comes to mind? Man, a lot of things. Um, I think about society, um, and it's um, fallenness. The lack, specifically coming from like the inner city. The first thing I think about is how many people don't have men in their lives. Yeah. How many pockets of communities don't have leaders that are men? Um, you and I were talking about this a while ago. Like we, watched, me and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like not really extensively, but we were looking at you know 
like some church videos on YouTube and how there's like no men, a lot of women. Yeah, yeah. Um, the pastor's a woman, and then all of her elders or deaconesses are, are, are women. Mm-hmm. Well, even pa- even <laughs> other pastors, <laughs> even other churches with male pastors, yeah. I think is largely women there's that we can, where, where we yeah, came that from. We've seen, yeah, where yeah. we came from. A lot of women, and I think that has a direct effect on the communities that they're in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, a negative effect. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes down to talking about manhood, before we even talk about biblical manhood, we have to do a lot of work undoing the you aren't allowed to talk about this culture. That's That's mm-hmm. been born in church. That's been born in the church. You got to do a lot of work that says, hey, these things are, are, that's, you know, I don't like the way that sounds or, you know, we got to walk on eggshells here and, um, and that has happened. I think obviously it has happened to conversations like manhood and womanhood, but ultimately I think it's happened with the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, the gospel has become the story of the, uh, <laughs> it's Maybelline model <laughs> who, who can, he, he came because he saw these crowned jewels on earth and he just wanted you so much and he loves you and he wants you so much he just wants you so much and so um you know he uh died for you it's like there's a lot of stuff missing out of there yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff missing <laughs> i heard it when some it was a conversation about the atonement substitutionary atonement and and you'll find a lot of progressive Christians don't like the doctrine of substitutionary, penal substitutionary atonement. Jesus dying in our place as our substitute. And they don't like it because then because of the implications it means for us. It means that, hey, we deserve the death that he got. They don't like mm-hmm. that. They don't like that. They also don't like to reconcile the fact that God's wrath is in direct relationship with his love, right. that they're in tandem and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so but but someone said I forget who said this but he said that without penal substitutionary atonement it is you just sitting on a dock Jesus comes running by you yells out I'm doing this for you jumps into a lake belly flops and dies <laughs> Wow said <laughs> so that's the dumbest thing in the world mm. Yeah What's beautiful no about that Yeah What's yeah, worshipful no about good that Good news ain't so good Yeah, yeah. I'm fishing <laughs> Yeah. I'm fishing, but yeah. The, so the 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 diluting of the gospel, um, the polluting of it with false things. Um, but there are things we can't talk about. You think about manhood, and you're like, I want to talk about this, especially where we are. What do you think about being held back on? Where it's like you got to use so much brain power. Just manhood, man. Yeah. I think it's everything. But but no, no. I mean, no. I'm not saying oh, okay. it's just man. I'm saying in this context. Yeah. What are some things that you wish you could just speak bluntly about? But you, you you end up like subconsciously checking yourself like, wait a second, I'm, you know, how's this going to come out? I don't know. It's hard to give like a, a like a principled statement. I can give examples. Of yeah. What yeah I want okay. to be like, hey, yeah, this is stupid. OK, um, I see. Um, at our previous church where. Um, you know, it, it would be like this plan for the women to go out. And if my wife would say, hey, let me check with my husband, she was kind of ridiculed mm. Mm. that's angering actually yeah, as yeah, i think yeah, about yeah, it now yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's you know it's, it's she's ridiculed or kind of kind of made fun of you have to ask your husband <laughs> but 
like this belittling of what it means to be a, a, a wife to her husband. Do you, were we all together when, when we were saying, or when the women, we went to, uh, we went to Annapolis, our wives and Oh mother. yeah, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, as pe- we're on this dock in Annapolis, Maryland, and, um, we're just a big, my, all of our family, our nieces and nephews are there. We're all hanging out. We went out to eat. Then we went, sat by the water, enjoyed some cigars, enjoyed some last kids running around. Um, and so my father, Darren, and I, we were all together. And as people would walk by, we'd, you know, give a happy Father's Day nod. You know, if it's men, happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day. Um, as a matter of fact, none of the women actually told us happy Father's no, Day. No, none of the women, only men. Only men. Amazing. Um, yeah. Now, we don't, it's not like we need that, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, you know. Observation. Yeah, right. just, I'm just observing. But now, here, here's a more interesting <laughs> one. Here's a, here's a more interesting one. Now, did they say happy Father's Day to us? They did. Okay. So there were two women who did eventually come and they said, hey, happy Father's Day. And we said, thank you. And then they said, you know, you really should be thanking them. And they pointed to our wives. They said, because they did it. They did the, they did it. Um, Not even a full Yeah, we can't can't get one. And so now here's the problem I have with that. And it's the same thing that you pointed out. I I don't even know what that means. I don't either. What what did they do? Yeah. I guess (laughs) they gave birth. Yeah, they gave birth, which is a beautiful thing. That makes them mothers. That makes them mothers. Now, and so that's my point. My point is that when it comes down to a conversation on biblical biblical masculinity, biblical manhood, biblical womanhood, um, we can't actually talk biblically about it because we've already, as Christians, acquiesced to the fact that men and women are at war. Mm-hmm. And so we don't see these things as working in tandem. We see them warring with one another, even to the point where, because culture says that, hey, if I wish these men a happy Father's Day, it's a slight against women. Right. Where did that come from? Yeah. Eve, when, well, she, uh, when she ate the fruit. <laughs> and that and that a main stopper. Man, you're going to be in war. Yeah. Even right now, you, you kind of almost fell into it, dude, because you're like, when you're talking about her giving birth, you're saying, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, it's a constant padding. Yeah, true, 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 true. It's not like I have to it. affirm it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it, and it's, I think that's the issue, brother, is is the 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 oversensitivity has now made us apologize before we think. Mm. We haven't even said it yet. I'm apolo- I'm already on an apology tour. It's yeah. <laughs> mm. Is that real? An apology tour? Yeah. I mean, I see YouTubers do it all the time when they make a mistake and then cancel culture hits them. They're like, no, yeah, I, I no, yeah, I knew that. I was saying, are you actually on one? Oh no. no oh oh I'm oh. On an apologetics tour. Oh okay, all right. I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, I think there was a yeah. You, yeah, I think as a celebrity, you have to um you have to have uh, frequent flyer miles just solely dedicated to apology tours because uh, it's guaranteed to happen flights. yeah they eat their own the ones yeah. who are cancel culture they that's, eat their own that's odd. Yeah. Yeah. um so let's tell there are some things that um like as i was preparing for this specific episode and in the series ahead there are some things that i wanted to bring up in this episode that i'm not going to dive too deep on because it's some good stuff and, I, and i'm looking forward to us diving deep in further episodes about this um but when it comes down to things that we get wrong and things that it would be good for us to talk well about them openly, bluntly, it's about what the Bible says about masculinity, manhood. Yeah. One specific thing is headship. That's right. Now, 
you hear that and you automatically have this social societal value added to it which is a negative value mm-hmm. that's added to that like now joe where you are you're in florida that's right you america. talk about the <laughs> america <laughs> you you <sighs> If you, if, we're in the remnant right now, dude. All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> Save me a space. I got you. Uh, <laughs> you talk about headship where you yeah. are in a biblical context and a Christian context in church. What What are you anticipating some reactions being? Good question, man. Stark contrast from where I was uh, previously, uh, you know, at my last church versus today. Mm-hmm. Today, it's almost an anomaly to see how the church receives it well because it's a bunch of bible believers um whereas man when you say that well, actually when you're just talking to darren right now i was thinking about like how every time i hear the wives submit you always feel the room like mm-hmm. the room is always heavy mm-hmm. the husbands are always like like <laughs> he said it right it's always like that kind of attitude mm-hmm. and then there's the lack of um man it's a here we go. It's, it's a lack of testicular fortitude, bro, to grab oh. him mm-hmm. and say, it's not only is it right that I'm the head, but this is why. Mm. And so when it comes to hearing messages on it, it's funny how much we squirm. I think it's indicative of why we squirm other over other things now. Mm. Um, to the point where, like, when people talk about uh, headship, they'll even omit Christ by yeah. only speaking about what the context around the scripture and how it was written and who was, you'll talk about yeah. everything else That's other right. than Christ himself being the head. The same with submission. Yeah. And then, so what's, what's, I think a, a huge opportunity that's missed when that happens is so we're men, right? So I, as brides of Christ being that we're the body, mm-hmm. we are to respect Christ mm-hmm. big time. And so, because it, 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 his headship is where we receive love from. Um, it's through it's through Christ, and so when we omit how Christ is the head, then context of how we're co-heirs with Christ go right right out the window, mm-hmm. and then we're unwilling to lord over our homes. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of um, overstepping boundaries. I think context is always going to be key, mm-hmm. um, but the context of what even Darren shared a moment ago of the fact that wifey would check in just to be like, Hey honey, I'm about to roll. Is that cool? Like just, yeah. it's not even serious. This yeah. is it's a love and respect thing. Right. Um, that number one is trivialized on one end. And number two, men are, are scared to grab a hold of those reins. Mm. Um, so this week in a, in a loving combat of ideas with some of the brethren, we're talking about the context of the woman and her, you know, it was just some wickedness in clips that we saw about abor- abortion. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to pin everything on the woman. And I, I kept on fighting for like, cause and, and by, by putting it on her, it's like, no, we're equal. No, mm-hmm. no, no, dude. We're, you're the head. Mm-hmm. We're not equal. You're mm-hmm. the head. And so, so yes, dude, is it wrong that she does these things? If she decides to go through with an, yes, those things. Yes. Yeah. I think by the way, if uh, your listeners, if you are just catching this one and you haven't heard the other one that Brandon just did on the board, dude, that's a uh, chef's kiss. I appreciate Last, that. Uh, yeah, bro. That was good stuff, man. I learned a lot. Um, but the, the context then is, you know, if 
we're willing to put all the blame on her. This is the way that I was framing this. Maybe you guys can kick this idea back is the woman in her mind, when she goes through with something like that is actually trying to solve a problem and I'm mm. using air quotes for your audio listeners, big, big old bunny here. Okay. <laughs> um, um, yes. It's, it, it's not, it's not that it is a problem, but in her mind, that's what she's trying to handle. You mentioned a moment ago about just the disparity. I think uh, in the beginning of the show about, like just how many men are missing in homes yeah. around the country, right, mm-hmm. Darren? I think you said that, and and so like, yes, yes, it's not it's not that the baby is a problem, but in her mind, she is trying to handle a problem, and mm-hmm. that is the microcosm of what's happening everywhere, where the woman without headship feels if compelled to take the role of the problem solver mm-hmm. because she's not provided the means to focus on what her role is yeah mm-hmm. and so and an aspect about that is um <laughs> as i'm as i'm doing this but you know that it's it is what it is but but it's real this is because i'm i, I just had a conversation in my mind and then didn't invite anybody to it so <laughs> here, here this is the thing in that moment that's a bad thing right like, like that is a bad thing for a woman to be by herself Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the way culture responds is by saying, well, no, you think just because I'm a woman, I can't handle being by myself. No, that's not the point, because the creator of the universe looked at a man by himself and said, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's a bad thing. And so this is something we're supposed to be doing together when anyone's by themselves. It's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bad thing. And the fact that you have been established as the head is, and, and you are abandoning ship, that's worse. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's that worse. Was, that, that's, exactly, that's exactly right, brother. So that was what I, I, was, I was hoping to communicate. I think you did excellent right there. It's like, dude, yes, it's wrong. But to your point, I think even better, bad. It's a bad thing. <laughs> um, it's also a bad thing that you would that you would submit to the temptation, dude. You should be. I think all of us should be Joseph to Potiphar's wife in that moment. Mm. And that is a tall order that we excuse not having a model that's showing us the ropes on how to do that mm-hmm. as a reason why it's okay that we, we can't. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Right? We can abuse grace there. So mm. unfortunate, man. Yeah. We were fortunate enough and blessed to have um, a father in our lives, uh, a father in our house, a father married to our mother. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. And I remember wanting to hide that a little bit. I mean, I got teased for it in school, like elementary school. They called, they called us the Huxtables. Yeah, they called us the Huxtables, <laughs> if they only knew. But yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think I felt that. I don't. I, I never felt compelled to hide it. Mm. I was just I was always embarrassed when our mother would just show up at the school randomly. Yeah, she was always at the school though. Like I guess it was like a. <laughs> It was you, it man. was odd that our mother was always involved, mm-hmm. um, and and for me it kind of felt like kind of braggy. That's what it, it was like. It was like a you know I felt that, like this pity for even even back then, even mm-hmm. as a child, I felt pity for my other classmates because I knew their parents weren't coming ever, mm-hmm. um, and so I felt kind of ashamed that my mother was here, mm-hmm. um, huh. which is a, a weird. Yeah, maybe that was a little bit of it too. 
But I mean, the fact that I explicitly got teased for being the Huxtables. Yeah, I didn't get friend. that one. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's rough. Um, ah, they you got the, two parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dummy. Yeah, right. I mean, that's real. That's so heartbreaking when yeah. you think about that. But um, it, and it's also pretty stupid. But and you know, getting older, getting older with my boys, um, those who also didn't have their fathers in their lives, our father was that to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and that like that um. That creates a, a bond that is that. Uh, let's see, even transcends your own stupidity, a desire for the people. Like I was not saved, um, neither of us were, and we did a lot of stupid things. But the correction that I received, it wasn't just me receiving that mm-hmm. correction. You know, like when we or in stupid situations. First of all, we did a lot of things together. Um, God was gracious enough to have me do youth things at church, and they were with me. My boys were with me, a part of that, doing youth stuff at church. And so a lot of stuff, a lot of our, you know, our interactions involved you know, church events or high, when we got in high school, we got a little bit more reckless. But, you know, but still, the, the influence, the author, authoritative influence was the same for all of us. Um, and, and so whoever was speaking into my life, uh, as a man was also speaking into theirs. Um, and so I think about that and it's like, wow, because we had classmates, both of us classmates over the years, you you know, you move, you get older and you first, uh, step is when you come back into town, you go back into Baltimore, you see your old classmates still standing out on their block on the block. Yeah, and then you get a little bit older, and then you get texts like, "Yo, you hear about so and so?" Yeah, they could just yeah. they shot them up around the block, and wow. you hear about another one. You hear about so and so. You hear about this. You hear about this, and it's like, man, it's so heartbreaking. And just to think, you could think about all the different actions that go into their decision making, and all you can calculate all the stuff. Um, but a common denominator is a lack of biblical masculinity in their lives, giving them the direction. Yeah. That's excellent, dude. And that's significant. Yeah. That's a, that's extremely significant. There was something you said earlier, um, and I forget what it was, but it made me think about uh Vody Balkum. <laughs> Vody Balkum said that he starts very early. So an an aspect of obviously we'll dive into this a little bit more in our series, but an aspect of biblical masculinity is discipling biblical Amen. masculinity. Amen. Um, That's right. And that discipleship isn't just one to one where it's man to boy. It's also man modeling to girl that mm-hmm. she would then Amen. know how to choose man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And so he said he, he was talking to a congregation and he said. Uh, um, Give an example of. You know, there's this 16, 17 year old snotty nosed boy and he comes up showing up and doesn't have his driver's permit and he wants to take my $200,000 Lamborghini for a drive. And then he wants to drive it so that I could be okay with him just, you know, kind of leisurely having it and using it. He says, and most of you can hear that and be like, you're tripping. (laughs) And he said, but you think I'm crazy when I say that if you are a man who loves the Lord, loves his law, and loves God honoring labor, you're not even able to look at my daughter. <laughs> he says, you think I'm crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you think I'm crazy by saying, "Hey, my daughter's not going to date." No, men will pursue her, and in order to pursue her, you need to come to me and show me that you're a man worthy of her hand in marriage. Other than that, <laughs> this like casual dating thing that you you guys do, and uh, and and that's the way he is leading his home. Um, that his daughter would know how to choose a man who loves the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and in people, and I think in society, will say, even Christians. Say, ah, that's too far, man. That's yeah, too right. far. What do y'all? Th- what do y'all think about that? <clears throat> Bizarre. Uh, I think. It's I don't have first. to think about it. You got to think about it. Darren got a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it doesn't have to be. You know, I mean, that, that could be how he's leading his yeah, home. Yeah. I don't think it has to be said mm-hmm. um, because our parents never sat us down and said, "Hey, look, this is you know, this is what's acceptable. This was this is what isn't." You know what I mean? Even when it came to other like girls um, that were dating, they never sat us down and say, look, this, this girl is unacceptable. What they did is instill values in us so that we made good choices. Mm-hmm. And they trusted that God would um, be leading us in those decisions. Um, when, you know, and I'm saying that because my daughter is one. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yep, you, yep, know, yep. you know, as, as she gets older, you know, in dating age, um, you know, it's it would be my job as her father to model a person that she should date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have to sit her down and say it or you know embarrass her in any way or or, or not embarrass, um, not embarrass, no. but you but you. I guess well, it, he actually talked about that. Qualified, bro. Yeah, he 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 actually talked about that. Um, he mentioned how the cultural norm of a good father in that position mm-hmm. would be the one who you know the bad boys. Right, 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 right. You know, you clean, you're cleaning your gun. You know, you got, you know, snuff in the bottom of your lip. You're chewing tobacco. You know, yeah. spit in a cup. And you're like, come over here, boy. Let me talk to you. You know, and that's the good model. Mm-hmm. He's saying, you sound like you're from Florida, man. <laughs> and he's saying that we have that backwards. That's so misunderstood, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and what it means to actually model um, biblical masculinity in that context, where you have a man who's pursuing your daughter. And, and um, yeah, I mean, if that means that you know, am, am I gonna vet the dude? Of course. Yeah, my hundred first question is like, hey, do you know Jesus? Yeah, right, right. Mainly, and, and, and mainly because I would care about his soul. Mm. Amen. Um, and also my daughter. Yeah, right. Look, we and, can do you know, discipleship. I, I, I wouldn't be cleaning guns. She will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> she gonna show you how to take this apart real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I um. I think about that because I have sons. Joey, you have one of each, don't you? No, I got two daughters. Two daughters. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so, man, model, model away. Model away. Um, but I remember when, um, I don't know if any of you have listened to the episode of When God Says No. If you haven't, I'd encourage you to listen to it, especially if you or you, someone you know is currently struggling with or has struggled with infertility um and so listen to that episode i walk you through talani my wife and i in my journey but in the in that i shared how i was praying to the lord my desire to raise biblical men the way that the way that we were raised Mm -hmm. i had a desire i mean I, i wasn't i wasn't interested in like you know, the, taking the pictures and the, 
you know, posting things and be like, look, he looks like me. He does this stuff. Like, I, I, I would love the opportunity to raise warriors of the kingdom who commit violence against darkness. That's right. That's what my prayer was. I want to be able to disciple men who know you and love you. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that is a part of it, one of the main things of being a parent mm-hmm. to disciple them in the knowledge of the Lord. Um, but I have some questions for you guys. I want to get you guys thoughts on, on a couple of things. So when it comes down to what you've seen in culture, talk manhood, what things have you seen in culture? Now you turn, you turn your Christian brain off and people are like, man, I'm just trying to you know, grow better at being a man. What comes up? Red pills. Ah, uh, the, right. new, the different type of woke. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's a good point, brother. It is, isn't it? Um, that's a conservative woke, right? Mm-hmm. A bunch of red pills. Um, They're often right, though. But just, just saying, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. There's <laughs> the, a reason why I think biblical Christians do vote a certain way. Yeah. Um, you know, but voting uh, isn't isn't our God, right? I think mm-hmm. that's what the issue is. Like the same way we can complain about single issue voters, we do that too um, with other things, but. To your, to your question about, like, what do I see in the world, bro? I see a lot of pseudo, pseudo men, right? Um, people who display masculine traits uh, say, like, um, like uh, I think David Goggins is an excellent example of what people ca- are capable of. Mm. Who's David um, Goggins? David Goggins, man. He's a uh, – we used to be a heavyset dude and be, ended up being, like – well-decorated Navy SEAL guy. Went oh, that's right. That's where I know that name. Guy. That's right. Um, so his story is super compelling. And it definitely is. It's a motor. It's a motivator, man. If, if you've been getting coddled and you read his book yeah. or listen to him speak, you will, you will, the, the, the cage will get rocked. Didn't he and run across the country or something like that? Yeah. He's done a couple like of those Iron Man type of death races, right? It's like three <laughs> days or a hundred miles. Or yeah. Like while it. Um, and I think that's, again, a testament to what the human, the human is capable of, mm. um, that, that is, that is certainly masculine, bro, to mm. like, to, to push yourself that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I also think someone that displays masculinity well is, is, uh, Jordan Peterson being able to speak up, um, boldly about things that are clearly in today's culture controversial, although common sense a few years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. So the willingness to be bold and take courage, those things are, um, I think, are masculine traits. And it's not to degrade them as if they're not men. But mm-hmm. um, I think that any time that you step away from biblical manhood, I'm persuaded at this point, once you step away from biblical manhood, you really don't know what a man is. It's mm-hmm. like saying you know what love is or when people tell each other that they love each other, but you don't have Christ. Yeah. You, you actually don't know what love is. Yeah, yeah. He's it's a person. Your, it's, yeah. It's, it's your understanding of what love is as opposed to who love is. Um, and in the same way, I mean, Christ is the man of men, right? Like, mm-hmm, if there yeah. was a man to model after, brother, that that's it. That's it. So, yeah, that's right. You know, right. the the hard part is is um, I'll kick it over to Darren. Man, the hard part's recognizing that when culture propagates the manliness that is propagated through that um, is void of the hope. Mm. So, so we're talking about how to treat women in the market today because you're a high value man. <laughs> when you don't know what a man is because mm. you're not a man quite yet. Mm. You are a grown male. You, And it's not an indictment against all men here. Um, I think that 
such were some of you, man. We were all lost. Yeah. So it's the humility and being able to deliver that message to say, hey, you have you have the right idea, but it's in the wrong brain, buddy. Like mm -hmm. you're thinking the wrong direction um, with the right principles. And so now we're exploiting people um, because of the hunger that they have for these truths that right. go far beyond what any, uh, you know, fortune cookie podcast is going to give you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. What was that question again? I was going to take that angle, but I'll try to take a different one. What, what is what is? Well, you hear manhood uh -huh. and um, outside of a Christian context, what do you see the world's answers to be? Or okay, so I would yeah, I was going to take that angle. I was going to mention those kind of guys like Jordan Peterson, Matt Walsh. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they got so much morality, but no hope. Mm. Um, what's the other dude? The Jewish guy. Ben Shapiro. Uh, ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Um, mm -hmm. As soon as they start talking about the Bible, they sound foolish. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll take the other angle. Uh, I, I would say culture demands um, a man that's tolerant, right? That's what they. That's what they want. Society wants a man who's who's tolerant of all things. Yeah. The opposite of what Joey just described. Yeah, yeah. Um, a man who's like you know yeah, whatever, whatever, and. Um, <laughs> How? Yeah, if, if I'm not, a, if, I, if how's he saying? Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, you know, I'm not a woman, so I can't say. Um, you yeah. know, they think that is being a you know being supportive and submissive. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you know, men taking on feminine traits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a man that's accepted in today's society. Yeah. Um, because those guys that Joy mentioned aren't accepted, right? Yeah, it's, right. It's you know, it's it can be They're, coveted. Right. You can. Those are that's a those men are models of what masculinity can look like. Um, but they're hated in today's culture. Yeah, yeah I know. Totally. Well, even I think even that might even still be a subset it's toxic because you get to super culture and. Super, what's super culture? <laughs> a super pint. The megazord. <laughs> a mega pint. A mega <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I mean, that is culture. But that it, I think what we just talked about is a subset of culture because I realized that because of our circles, because of our faith, mm -hmm. and also because of where the world is and we're clinging to anyone who actually dwells in reality, mm -hmm. um, we're familiar with those guys. But, but a lot of people don't know who Jordan Peterson is. Oh, really? Great yeah, I mean, point. I mean, yeah, a, a, lot, a lot of people, like, not only do they not know, I mean, he's not like um, – Women aren't googling over him, you know, oog oogly over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you get what I'm saying? You think that, like, I'm thinking about like the the standards of society that would say this person has this amount of money, or this person is like super famous. Oh, you're saying like what society would deem as a man worth being? No, no, I'm not restating phrasing the question. I'm giving my thoughts on it now oh, as I'm thinking about as I even as I think about the question. Oh, okay. I'm like. I just realized that they are even exist in a subset of culture. Right. The yeah, Ben Shapiro's, yeah, the Matt Walsh's, you know. Yeah. That's the red pill culture. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm trying to think like I I'm, I'm I praise the Lord that I, I can't think of what it means to dwell in very, very popular culture right now because I used mm -hmm. to, but mm -hmm. I don't know, was it who does it would it be? Jay Z? You get what I'm saying? Like nah, man. I mean, actually it's funny. Uh, so look at the way if Rambo came out today, could you imagine how opposite that movie would be to what we saw it's true that is very true Absolute, dude they would they would not <laughs> he would have a husband would, oh, sports so fascist yeah. it makes me sick. he would have a husband yeah man 
<laughs> what there? What did he say on 22 21 drums? The organized sports so fascist it makes me sick. <laughs> yeah, yo, out of control, bro. Oh man. And then so yo, check it. In contrast, though, who are they posting as the male leading roles? I mean, if you're not in a literal superhero movie, yeah, then you're normally like some skinny or rickety, yeah, McLovin build the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> huh. And mm-hmm. so. Think about that, bro. Like that's been happening for a while now. And if not, there's some real harsh affliction. Like, dude, I can't remember the last time that wasn't it wasn't like a a Christian movie that I was watching that if they portrayed a, a Christian that it wasn't some vile representation. Right, right, of course. Um, and so it's you know just the same way that they butcher what a biblical man looks like, they're gonna butcher what a even regular. It's man true. Looks like. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. I mean, there's a reality to that too. You know. When I think about there's something I just I just became familiar with um, in church culture or more so church planting culture. You familiar with Mars Hill? Yeah. And uh, Bethel and the rest of them. Nah, what's the dude? What's the pastor? The dude from Mars Hill. I forget his name. I don't know who you're talking about, though. Um, Yeah. What about him, though? I'll pull it up. When you think. When you talk about masculinity, Mark Driscoll. Mark Driscoll. Gosh, man, I just listened to the podcast. Um, When you when you talk about masculinity, he's like this. He's the the avatar of church masculinity. And what I mean by that is the men who fight for biblical masculinity. He is the picture that comes up, and I'm like, that's incorrect. Yeah, that's false. Obviously, you can say that he was one who would consider himself that, but you can't attribute biblical masculinity to its abuse. Mm -hmm. You can't attribute anything to its abuse. That's right. That's right. Wow, that's actually um. How do you how do you kick people off of chats? A spam block user. There we go. Yeah, someone uh thought it'd be funny to do. It must be a middle schooler or something. But uh. Yeah, yeah. You you can't judge things by its abuse. And I think that when it comes to the conversation of manhood and womanhood, mm-hmm. just in general, we've judged things by their abuses. And so manhood, headship, leadership, mm-hmm. submission. Mm-hmm. We, we have acquiesced to the culture and we say, hey, we're not going to use these words. But if we do use them, we're going to, you know, preface it with a two hour conversation on. Um, wow, we're sorry. The Bible says this. Yeah. And it's like, wow, have we forgotten that this is good? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That Jesus is a good head that Jesus submitted to the father, that he would be the lamb led to the slaughter, that we would become sons and daughters. I didn't mean to spit bars on that, but it just came out yeah, naturally. Yeah, you heard go, it, right? You, you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, but uh, no, no. Nah, nah. But 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 seriously, seriously. Um, and that that really does bother me. That that bothers me. That's a pet peeve, and it's what facilitates a culture that allows what happened to you to happen, where you can be in a church culture, and people can try to pit you against your bride mm-hmm. in competition yeah. with one another just because she asked permission to go out with other women mm-hmm. and it's also implied that you wouldn't do the same right because you both yeah, don't love each other hmm. oh boy um that's a great point man um my answer was no that it wouldn't it be reciprocated because <laughs> i think that's to your point about the whole uh, 
being uh you know the miss so so there's a big there's there's a lot of uh, of uh comments about we need representation despite whatever community you're from right like we need representation we mm -hmm. need representation no matter what it is mm -hmm. um and yet no one really identifies the misrepresentation which is what you're doing right now yeah mm -hmm. what about the misrepresentation how about like the things that we have been seeing that are actually wrong yeah that we should correct yeah mm -hmm. um so it's just it's weird man because I, I think culturally we have um definitely been aware of how much when a new story comes out how how quickly wrong information will mm -hmm. spread and how how little the corrections will be championed yeah or researched or yeah. whatever um and then you know we find ourselves like submitting out of almost like a man we're like you said something earlier it was pertaining to the um devotee the devotee on biblical manhood mm -hmm. Uh, which was like a man after godly labor, something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he gave these. He gave these top three things. Uh, they were kind of, uh, I think, what's the word? Um, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just uh, the uh, man. I can't think right now. But whatever. Oh, he gave them three. three. He gave three. Um, three things that a man must be committed to: God honoring labor, God's law, and to the priority of family. Amen. God honoring label God, and I'm going to dive into those things in some passages. Say again. A friend literally just showed me that before I jumped on the on the stream. That's, that's wild. Yeah, uh, that's I'm going to dive into those a little bit because people will hear that and they will think, well, everybody's not a husband, everybody's not a father, but all of those things can apply to every single man because every single man is at least born in a family. Mm -hmm. a solid. Amen. So, so you can you can be all those things to be a biblical man. I just blocked this person. Hmm. But yeah. Um, but what, were you going to say something about the God honoring labor? God honoring labor? Um, yeah, the, the point does fleet me at the moment, man. I think um, this is one of those, this, this, like, okay, you said earlier pertaining to being able to represent even for my daughters right now, right? Mm -hmm. Um what just a biblical man looks like so she knows what to look for as she gets older right and, yeah and so um man it's it's like i was i've been reading these two topics man one of them actually comes from uh there'll be some books at the times that will will we'll kick it that i'm going to share with you guys some some unbelievable things that i think dude if you know a bro tag him please um men need to hear this all men um and, and that'll be some, some things I read for you on an upcoming uh, session that we have together. But um, uh, the topic of purity has been coming up mm. quite a bit in my life. Mm. And as a father, I know I certainly desire purity for my children. I can recognize the lack of purity in my own life. All of our parents, have, to some degree, try to do this with warning their children of the, the potholes of the, of the world, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and the walk they're on. But you know, it's not a common conversation amongst us as men is mm -hmm. the need for purity. Mm -hmm. And, and yet we desire this both, you know, for our wives, for our children, we want purity for them. We want them to remain that. And it's actually something that we need, um, which we get through that, uh, substitutionary atonement, right. Yeah. Is, um, at least the ability to, to maintain that purity, which even that is not even our own doing, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all part of the sanctification process, mm -hmm. but the, the, the lack of, knowing what purity is truly knowing what knowing that we want this the very thing that we don't know how to describe and then 
forsaking the fact that we are just as obligated to model that. Um, yeah, man. Amen. Purity, purity is a big thing, man. Amen. And, uh, highly underrated. Well, I'm looking forward to us diving into these things um, because, like, in the fir- in, in our later episodes, um, when we continue in this series, um, each one of us is going to kind of soapbox certain things that we're, the others are just going to interact with because we want to do this justice when it comes down to purity and sexuality, yeah. biblical manhood, um, in a biblical masculine context, when it comes to marriage, headship, leadership, when it comes to fatherhood, when it comes to fatherlessness, when it comes to victimhood because of fatherlessness, all of these things uh, we want to be able to dive into with scripture to be real and honest about, bring clarity to it, but then also bring encouragement and hope uh, because of what you just said, that we can actually strive for these things because the status of perfect son has been given to us already through the perfect son. Um, wow. And that's why we have hope. And, and, and that's why we want to model that, that people would know this son. We love yes. sports. Every single one of us loves sports. We love good work. We love those things. But we ultimately want our children to know the Lord, to know, love, and serve him. Mm-hmm. So, guys, um, Stay tuned for those episodes. Continue to check us out on Spotify, Apple, leave comments, share, like, and subscribe to this. Go follow Joey on Instagram at Joey Mugs. He has great content, funny content. He's in his bag on memes right now. So go go, go follow him and go listen to him. And thank you guys um, for tuning into this episode of Black and Blurred, where you are guaranteed to hear one of two things, our humble opinion or the facts. Holler at us.